you ever wonder why more people do not respond in faith to Jesus? Why more people do not follow him? This is Thursday, January 12th, and from inside the faith, we can see the love of God, and we enjoy fellowship with God. We know what it means to be forgiven. We have joy in Christ and freedom from shame. We also have life with God in his forever kingdom, and it would make us wonder, why wouldn't everyone want that? It surprises us that anyone would not. Now let's go to our scripture for today. This is John chapter 6, verse 41 to 44. At this, the Jews there began to grumble about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. And they said, Is this not Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How can he now say, I have come down from heaven? Stop grumbling among yourselves, Jesus answered. No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws them. Now this scene comes from the ministry of Jesus. Jesus called himself the bread of life, and he used the story of God's people in the wilderness and how God had nourished them through the giving them of manna, and he asserted that the Father sent him in the same way to save the people. Indeed, this is a shocking claim for anyone to make. No one had said anything like this before. And as the Jewish people heard this, they became angry. It seemed like blasphemy for a man they knew came from Galilee. And add to that, the people knew his father, Joseph, and his mother, Mary. They knew his human origin. But you see, they completely missed his divine origin, that he had come from the Father. And this is what Jesus is trying to explain to them, but they will not accept it. And here's what Jesus says about that. No one comes to him without the call, the drawing of his father. Now this seems like a harsh saying, but let's think about it. The truth is, no one would come to him on their own. Jesus is not saying, no one chooses him. We have done that when we became followers of Christ. No, he's saying that anyone that does choose him has already been chosen by the Father. We cannot come to Jesus without the work of God in our lives. Jesus is not excluding anyone, but he's explaining how it all happens. Now, as we're thinking this week about a community established in grace, this helps us to understand how such a community can come to be, and also to function. First, the community of Christ is not made up of people that have chosen each other, but of people God has chosen to be together. For example, think of the disciples. Jesus did not choose a group of men who were all alike. There were conservatives, there were liberals, there were older men and younger men. There were blue-collar and white-collar men, you might say. It's a miracle that these men could come to love each other. This makes Jesus' command even more striking. He told them to love one another, and he told them that this love would signal to the world the reality of his identity as the Messiah. After all, who could unite such a motley crew? 
Now let's bring this home to where we are. We're not together as a congregation because we're all alike, or because we agree on everything. We don't. (laughs) But that's okay. We have Jesus in the midst to teach us his way of love. Now here's a good place to stop and see what holds community together. There are only three major ways this happens in our world. First, there is force. The Romans were experts in the use of force and coercion to dominate and control people. And many countries today use this method. Leaders bring out the military. They drive tanks through the neighborhoods to demonstrate their power. And this keeps the people in check. If the people cause trouble, they will disappear or find themselves in prison. Second, you can pay people to get along with each other. That means providing government benefits. That keeps people happy by distributing resources to them. This will keep them unified. This is the way many countries in the West are, including our own. And third, people can enter into covenant together. They can join in a shared vision for the future based on a promise. This is how God unified his people. He came to them with promises that drew them together and to himself and that opened the way for a shared future as the community of his people. This is what the body of Christ enjoys today. It is the promises of God found in Jesus and expressed in the gospel. Now for our study this month in the book of Titus, the Lord has drawn a people to himself And they're on this little island, or actually big island, called Crete. Belongs to the Greeks. And through the gospel, they will learn to walk together as his people, the people of God. We will be asking the question, how does God call us to live as his people today? How are we to treat one another? How will our community be ordered? What will be the foundation and basis of our community Jesus said that all that come to him do so because the Father draws them. You might say, well, how can I know if that's happened to me, to us? Scripture tells us that we can know we are his if we come by faith in Christ. Here's how it's put. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Let's pray. Holy God, you have called us to yourself in Christ. Help us to rest in the the confidence we have in your kindness to us. In Christ, who gave himself for us. For we pray in his name. Amen.